0: Good day everyone. I am Miss Venus Muse, most know me as Lehagwe, and this is Conversations with Yourself. If you're passing by, I really hope that this resonates with you and that you become a part of the community. If you are returning, welcome back. So I've got a little bit of a disclaimer so my audio seems to have a lot of echo i'm not sure what the problem is because i'm sitting at the exact same spot that i usually record every episode i've tried using every piece of equipment at my disposal and there's still an echo it might not be that bad it might just be that it sounds a bit different than it normally does but please bear with me in that regard if you do hear anything weird or different or not up to standard, right? So, nevertheless, I really hope that you guys have had an amazing week. I hope that the past few days have been fruitful. If not, we keep it moving, right? Today's conversation cuts right to the chase. I wouldn't consider it deep, but I just consider it a change of perspective in terms of something that I really think affects our lives more than more than we'd like to admit especially as young people I think that yes this generation is being awakened when we think of the word woke you know we think about our generation being extremely awakened and I think as awakened as we are or as we think we are or as we seem to be there are certain things that have not really dawned on us and I think that that comes with the wisdom of age there are certain things that we know now and we think that we fully understand and for our age it's quite commendable that we do dive into these things these thoughts these conversations these these narratives but I think as we grow up our perspective not necessarily changes but it, it deepens our narrative our you know conception of certain thoughts and certain ideas deepen you know and we learn to relate what we knew to what is happening in our reality and I think this is just one of those episodes where this is something I've always known or always been interested in and has always been a conviction but as I'm growing up my perspective on it is changing and I think a lot of us might be ex. Not necessarily experiencing this, but having these kind of progressive thoughts, you know, where you once thought about a certain thing in a certain way. And as you're growing older, your, your thought process progresses and you realize that, oh, OK, a perspective shift, a paradigm shift is in the making, you know. So this is just one of those episodes. So you guys know that I journal right i usually journal at night but whenever i am literally bombarded by a thought i find somewhere to write it down and if i've got the time i sort of build on it and extend my thought process in writing or in speech by in speech i mean i'd literally pull out my recording app and record whatever it is that i'm thinking whatever it is that i have to say put it away and keep it moving you know so this was on wednesday the 20th of july This is when I was writing this, right? 1642. And I first wrote, I was thinking about what I was, I was thinking about trauma, you know, and the foundation of that thought was me pondering on what I had said in a previous episode. I had said that, you know, trauma, yes, trauma is, is traumatic, for lack of a better word, trauma has negative um effects on your body, your psyche, on you as a holistic being. But despite the negative effects that trauma has on us, it can, you know, serve as an alarm system. It can serve as a as a danger or a toxic sign. You know what I mean? The reason why we don't make certain decisions anymore is... Because of the fear of of experiencing again something that had traumatized you. And to some extent, that is living from fear. But to a certain extent, making decisions from fear or from trauma does protect us. We can't shy away from that conversation, right? So I was thinking about trauma and how, you know, we all think, not we all think, maybe me, you know, I think that the purpose, our purpose in this lifetime in terms of mental health is to get rid of all of our trauma, like just make sure that after you're done, you know, after you're done doing your healing and doing whatever process that you, that you and God are in, you're going to be, you know, like you are going to transform into a completely opposite version of yourself that you were meaning that you are not going to identify at all with anything negative that happened in your human experience which is unrealistic because God allows us to go through these things to build us to change our perspectives to make us surrender to him to make us to continue to press into him because when things like that happen in our lives trauma whatever magnitude or intensity of trauma it is it could be falling it could be having gone through sexual harassment it varies from experiences that we perceive as big and small i'm going to define trauma later on in this episode but even in terms of that even in terms of trauma people think trauma is this you know people think trauma what 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 can cause trauma is these you know dramatic events these completely life changing events but you know, trauma can be something as simple as falling. And yes, you're physically hurt, but there's something about that experience that reminds you of something. And then now every time you fall, your mind is inclined to go through those that, that thought process, which is traumatizing, which takes you back to a place of trauma. So your falling is not directly proportional to the trauma. Your falling is directly proportional to the thoughts that you have in that moment that lead you to a traumatic event. You know what I mean? It's all about about how trauma literally rewires your brain and connects certain incidences to each other so that when A happens, you, you get taken back to C, which seems to have nothing to do with A, but if you think about it, it does. That's the whole process of therapy to help you. It's like your mind is a puzzle and you're trying to put everything together to make it make sense. It doesn't have to make it make sense, but there's something peaceful and and, and something that, that evokes a will to accept, you know. When you see puzzle pieces fitting perfectly together, you don't have to be able to make out the image on the puzzle pieces. But for the fact that you see that these pieces fit, you can have a bit of peace and a bit of acceptance. Now, my intention of this episode is not solely to speak about trauma right? That's not the main, that's not the point. So I want to revert back to what I was speaking about, right? I was speaking about, I was running you through my my thought process in terms of how I got to this point, right? So it was on Wednesday, 20 July, I was journaling and the words alchemize your trauma came to me, right? So does anybody know the book, The Alchemy by Polo Coelho? It's become a very popular book, but I knew about that book when I was like in grade nine and I didn't read it. I didn't read it, but I found the word alchemy extremely interesting. From that day, alchemy became one of my favorite words, you know, so alchemize your trauma. And the words came to me and they sounded cute, but I needed to know what alchemy actually means and I needed to, to revisit my definition of trauma. So another disclaimer, I'm going to do a lot of referencing in this episode. So please do make that cue as you're listening to me. You know, I think a part of listening is a part of listening i'm not teaching you how to listen okay but i feel like for me personally when i listen to to podcasts i think it has trained my ear to know when someone is speaking from their their perspective when someone is referencing or when someone is 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 speaking from a perspective that they don't identify with without using the words someone said or i'm about to read from here or without using the The inverted commas in the air. Like when they say quote unquote. And they put their hands in the air. Some people don't do that. Some people just speak. So I've sort of trained my. It's not a magical thing. It's not a supernatural thing. But I've trained my ear to hear that. Okay. We're not speaking from. When I'm not listening to you. Or you're not speaking from your perspective. You're speaking from the perspective of. Something you heard. Do you get what I mean? So. Yes. I thought I should just put this out there. I want to define alchemy and I also want to define trauma, right? Before we, we head into it. Trauma, this is this is the, the psychological definition of trauma, right? They say trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event like an accident, rape or natural disaster. And this is the definition of trauma that I feel makes people invalidate their experiences because someone might be traumatized and they're like but I didn't experience a natural disaster didn't experience an accident I was not raped so it means I'm wilding it means I'm not traumatized and that makes people you know invalidate their experience It, it makes them think that they are dramatizing their experiences and they are just acting out of order hence I said I think it takes a thought process to get to trauma you know, the event that is necessarily, the, the event that you are in or the situation that you are experiencing might not be where the trauma stems from, right? It might be a trail of experiences triggered by one experience that has nothing to do with any of the other experiences, Right? So another one says, trauma is not what happened to you. It's what happens inside you as a result of what happened to you. I think that's, that's, that's quite interesting. It's true. Trauma is the emotional, mental, psychological, maybe even spiritual effects of your experiences, period. If you experience something that changed the way you view yourself, that changed the way you view the world, In any sort of capacity, no matter how big or small, no matter who it makes sense to, that, my friend, is trauma. And I feel like we live in a generation that is quote-unquote woke. I hate using that word, but, but I'm going to use it for the sake of us identifying with this particular concept, right? We are woke. We are heavily woke. And I feel that even in that, we know how to express ourselves. We know how to call a wrong a wrong. You know what I mean? We're just a generation that does not allow, you know, negative things to go unsaid. It's like, this is a bad thing. I'm going to call it out. And my age should not impact how you view the fact that I, I know what right from wrong is. You know what I mean? I'm not too young to speak about certain concepts. Yes, I can only speak about them from the capacity of a 19 year old but my voice matters, and I feel like that's the best thing about living in a genera- in this generation. I seldomly experience people who make me feel like my voice does not matter, because like those people, I am trying to learn how to voice my opinions out, and I think I've always done that, but I think the problem is that as you grow up, you realize that you can't You don't have a voice in every aspect of your life. Hence, conversations with yourself. Conversations with yourself is about us developing our voices, understanding the voices that reside within us and learning how to voice them out, right? The voice is not necessarily a literal voice. The voice could be your thoughts, learning how to understand and perceive your own thoughts and and express them. Your voice could be your purpose. Your voice could be anything that has to do with you Yeah, I get so carried away, and this is me diverting from what I was saying. But I have to say, this is one of the things that I—it's not fear, but I'm skeptical about going on YouTube because of this very reason. One thing about me: once I start speaking about something, I'm gonna like lay it down. You know what I mean? And by lay it down, I don't mean it in an intensive way. I mean, if you ask me a question someone else will answer it in two minutes I will answer it in seven minutes right and that's 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 me like ask everybody that knows me ask me a question I'll send you a seven seven minute vn and if you send me like a one minute vn back I'm going to be less enthusiastic because I gave you a whole lot of energy and you're giving me a whole lot of nothing that's not cute right it's about reciprocity right what did Lauren Hill say? Let's think about I forgot what she said. What did she say? Um I forgot the line that has reciprocity in it. Um not loving is like a battle. It could all be so simple, but you'd rather make it hard. Um tell me what I have to do to get some reciprocity or something like that. Oh child. I'm such a fan of Lauren Hill. If I butchered that, I'm sorry. All I know is that she speaks about reciprocity. Okay? And I really believe in that. People are not obligated to reciprocate your energy. But if you come to me and you not expect you want to share my energy with me and I give it to you and you act like you didn't ask for it, then it's problematic. That's why I could easily be the most quiet, detached, nonchalant person you know. And I could easily be the most passionate, talkative, engaging person you know. Those are the two spectrums. There's literally no in-between. Maybe there is, but I don't think I have an in-between. Literally. So, that's my thing. Like, imagine me on a YouTube live stream. And I'm just talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And there's nobody there to stop me. And I'm just like, lahakwee. End your thoughts, like like end your thought process. And I don't know what that is. I really don't know what that is. You know, another thing as well, TikTok will diagnose you with things, guys. Let me tell you. TikTok will like di- literally, I think it was last night, I saw some TikTok of some balls on the screen, and they're saying if these balls disappear, you have ADHD. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like how? But nevertheless. I hear, it like, when I'm on um, TikTok, I see all these people diagnosing themselves with certain things because of their thoughts, because of the way they speak, because of the way they engage with people. And I'm just like, you're not going to give me this, 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 quote-unquote, disorder. That's a very negative connotation. But this, you're not going to imprint this disorder or engrave this disorder on my name because I engage with people a certain way. That's not me, you know. So TikTok will diagnose you, definitely and and people you'd see people in the comments like oh my god I have ADHD and I'm just like bro you just saw a bunch of balls disappear it has nothing to do with your brain or anything you know so yeah um what was I saying yes I was speaking about how I'd be on a YouTube live stream and I'm just going on and on and on and I just never finish and I don't think that's uh it's so weird because I feel like people know two different versions of me You know what I mean? People probably can never say that they've had a long conversation with me in real time. Because when I'm around people, I listen more than I speak. The reason for that, guys, this is me diverting completely, but I want to say this. The reason for that is in this generation, there are so many people who, how do I word it? in a a, respectfully how do I word it respectfully um when you're in conversation with people notice how and I want you to notice this notice how everybody in the room is trying to let everybody else know that they know what they know yeah (laughs) literally it's like if I'm going to talk about this I will let everybody, I'm going to talk about it in such a way and in such an intensity or with such an intensity that when we all dissipate, there must know knows what she was talking about. So we're not speaking with the intention of learning from one another. We're all teaching with the intention of proving that, listen, I'm relevant because I know a lot of stuff about this topic. So I I don't find that people are are, are trying to, interact with each other and bounce off each other's energy and learn about each other as as humanity we might not be friends we might just be be people who just met but as humanity i'm trying to see your vibe and i'm trying to have you see my vibe and we move and we call it a day oh i interacted with such a cool human being and that's it it's nothing deep but i find that we're all trying to prove that listen i know this i know this i'm about this i'm about this and for me that feels very it's so much pressure i'm an introvert for one That means that I'm naturally inclined to not like social interactions, right? Number three, that is my experience of social interaction. So it's like, why interact if one, I don't really like interacting with different people on a day to day. Two, this person is not talking to me. They are talking at me because they're trying to prove that they know some stuff. That's not cute to me. So I, that's the reason I keep quiet because I see I've got no energy to place myself in this conversation 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 right cuz i see that we're speaking at each other and not to each other right that's why i keep quiet but catch me one on one and i feel that okay your energy is an energy of learning and not an energy of telling that's that's fine also there's a difference between an, en- an energy of telling and an energy of teaching right a natural interaction is I teach you and I learn from you. I don't mind being taught. That's why I listen. I listen particularly because I have established in my mind in that moment that, okay, like maybe they're talking about um, technology, right? And the, they're using these deep technological terms and the systems of technology in the world, like you're, you're tech people. And I'm just like, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. All I know is TikTok, Twitter and Anchor and TikTok and I know how to edit here and there but I don't really because I never really edit anything that I do. So I don't know what you're talking about so let me take this opportunity to learn, right? In that regard, people are not teaching. They are not saying hey I realize that you don't really know much about this topic so let me bring myself down to a level that I can that I can speak in a way that you can hear me because you are quote-unquote beginner in this concept. No, these people are not teaching you. They are telling you. It's like, dude, you're going to open a file of encyclopedia in your brain about technology. And it's like, dude, I know nothing. So if you keep coming at me with these terms and you're just, number one, telling me. Number two, proving that you know. Number three, you're defeating the purpose of this conversation, which was about learning. I don't know why I keep saying conversa- conversation, conversation. You're defeating the purpose of this conversation, which was for me to learn from you, for me to go home and be like, wow, okay, that was a very interesting conversation, right? So that part of our society ain't cute. It's not cute. But it is what it is. That's why I read the room. Is there room for me? Is there room for my voice to be heard in this conversation? If yes, you shall hear my voice. If no, I shall observe and do what an introvert does. Introversion 2.0. Right. Let's talk about what we're talking about. Okay. Um, I defined trauma. I hope y'all got that amidst everything that I said that was not about this conversation. Right. I wanted to find the word is alchemy, but I wanted to find the word alchemize because that's within the context of our conversation, right? So Google says to alchemize is to What is to alchemize? It's to alter, to change, to modify, cause to change, make different, cause a transformation. So simply put, and to transmute. So to transmute is to change something from one form to another, right? So we'll go with the term transform and transmute. That's the definition of alchemy. So i wrote i wrote uh, 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 in my journal as i've already said so i'm going to read what i wrote which is like yeah this is like i'm gonna share it anyway it's nothing deep i like saying that and then people are like what do you mean it's nothing deep that's deep but i was writing it from my heart i wasn't cognizant of what i was writing until i read it and i'm like oh okay that's perspective shifting for me personally looking at the way or the perspective or the narrative that I have had created about that particular topic or this particular topic so I'm gonna read it for you and then we'll talk about it after that this is me deterring again but I just want to say that um there are a lot of like artists writers poets if I can call them that as well that I follow on Instagram and on TikTok right and I love what they do I really love what they do I really love this the freedom of expression that they have and I realize that we don't really have that in South Africa because for one other than being a musician and other than being able to paint or draw in other words other than a tangible form of art we don't really appreciate art for us art is tangible when you say am i artistic people are like do you, are you a rapper no can you draw no can you paint no then can you dance no which art are you doing but it's like my existence is an art my decisions are art the way i speak are art my thought processes are art You know what I mean? I think art is so much bigger than a talent and a skill. Which is, I think, something that America... I don't live in America and Americans might feel the way I feel about South Africa. But from where I'm standing, it looks like they have a deep appreciation for art. And besides appreciation, they are very confident in the fact that the art that they produce or... How do I put it? the artistic traits and energy that they harness within themselves is tangible and it can be something that can be put out into the world you know what i mean it's it's definitely tangible it's a thing and i feel like in south africa we don't have that there was a week where i was watching movies that had to do with poetry you know for one i love black movies <coughs> <coughs> I don't like saying that because then it, it, it's giving racism, but trust me, I'm not racist at all. I just like to see myself represented. If there are two movies, one is of, I've got locks, right? But one is of a movie with a girl, movie of a girl with locks or afro or natural hair and and it's dark skinned, right? It's, it's giving melanin. And the other one is of a light skinned girl with whatever hairstyle, I'm definitely going to watch the movie of the dark-skinned girl. Why? Because I like to see myself represented. As I said, I view everything as art. I want to see how other people express art and are more likely express themselves. Rather, let let me not use the word art. And I feel that I identify with that the best when it's someone who I think is similar to me. Not necessarily in life experience because we don't know the components in pe- of people's lives. The closest thing to that identification and connection I can make is the way you look. And to some extent, it can be classified as colorism. But I don't think it is because I, I wouldn't take that to the workplace. I wouldn't take that to real-time interactions. I wouldn't choose someone for a job or, you know refer someone who's looking refer you know someone who's seeking Sahaya, to, to the dark-skinned one because she's darker than the other one that's not what I would do but I'm just speaking about in my everyday life that is what I am most inclined to right so yes that that's the bottom line of what I'm saying art is not appreciated in South Africa Um, the main point, the main aspect of art that I'm speaking about is poetry or spoken word. Mm -mm, I missed the point. I was saying that there was a week where I was looking specifically looking for movies. What did I say before that? Pardon me for my weird thought process or my rash thought process. But before that, I wanted to say that when I watch movies, yes, I am inclined to watch a movie of someone who is like me or who looks like me, and yes, I get that that might hinder my ability to understand things from a perspective that is not not mine. I understand that, fully I'm aware of that, right? But also, I watch movies, I don't watch things or engage in things, or engage in, in social media or technology solely for entertainment. It's like, okay, what am I learning from this? What am I learning? What am I consuming? It's either education, it's either knowing that I can connect with this in some way or form those are the only two reasons that I watch and I find the entertainment from that right hence my favorite genre is romantic movies some people like like rom-com like it's cute to laugh yeah rom-com is good actually because it's not that comedic it's not like wild it's not Trevor Noah comedic so yes um So that week, I was in my, like, poetic feels. I don't know if that's a thing, but there's a time when I am in desperate, desperate, oof, I don't like that word, desperate need of words to connect to. I don't know if you get what I mean. So that's when I start downloading a whole lot of poetry books and reading a whole lot of poetry books and absorbing all of that stuff on my own. Because I'm just like, oh my god, this feels so good. It feels so bombastic and so emotional and so spiritual and so you know it just makes me feel good i don't know what to what to attribute that to but it really makes me feel good i like that right weird like but i I like it and i'm sure there are many other people who do that's the reason people read poetry right but that was the week where i was literally searching for poetry movies to watch like i'd literally go on, on on google and be like black poetry music poetry movies to watch and there were quite a few that i found and i realized south africa that's when i realized that there is no market for such in south africa in america you see in their movies they have slam poetry events they have um spoken word clubs there are so many events and instances where people can meet up just to do poetry by poetry i don't mean rapping i don't mean music i mean standing in front of a mic delivering your piece in the most individualistic and authentic way you know how and have people appreciate that and have people feel like oh and have people not pardon me feel like uh oh, this is cheesy just people appreciating your form of expression that is the greatest thing about being alive literally it's the greatest thing about being alive that might be a dramatization but i mean it right so that's when I realized that in South Africa, I'm thinking, okay, I want to go to a slam poetry event, not to do the poetry. Although I might after like three, four times of going there. I just want to see people. I just want to see what resides in people's hearts and people's souls without being too close to them, if you know what I mean. And it's like dololo. I saw on TikTok there was one in like Cape Town, but that was, it didn't look as slam poetry-ish as I would, would have loved it to. And I'm just like, there are no places like that in America, in South Africa, pardon me. And I'm not sure if it was Diary of a Mad Black Woman, but you see them, they're in this like restaurant and there's a live band, it's jazzy, it's poetic, it's, you know, I like that. And I think, I don't know, I'm 19, in my mind, that's more of a mature taste because I assume someone my age would want to go to Konka and vibe out to Amabiyana with people their age. But truly, my desire is to go out alone one lovely evening on a lovely evening and go sit in a very jazzy, sensual place and have a glass of something that is not alcoholic and vibe out alone or with whoever I'm going to. By jazz, I don't mean like my grandmother's music. I would just mean your Ari Lennox, your Alex Isley, your calming, sensual, emotional but still vibey music. I really like that. I don't see spots like that in essay. You have to search for them. And even if you find it, it's not as vibey because there's no market for it. You know? In uh it's not Diary of a Mad Black Woman. It's another one where his name is not Orlando. I always mistaken his name for Orlando. But um it was this couple, she had like two kids no it was this man this woman the, the woman had two kids and the man was entering this woman's life and she was over protective and all of that then there's this night they went to some I don't know if it was a club or a restaurant but she was up there doing poetry and he was there painting her or drawing her or whatever it is that he was doing and of course that was a that was a romantic scenery the main aim of that was us to 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 feel the romantic sensual vibes but I don't necessarily see that as romantic I see that as a human thing like why can't I have experiences like that not with my friends it's that sounding homosexual it's giving homosexual but I just mean why can't that be a normal part of life why does it have to be such a why does why do things like that have to give us such a mushy feeling like why can't a guy friend of mine do a portrait of me and why can't I Like, why does it have to be so... I guess it's too sentimental. I can understand that. But I was just like, wow, this is such a beautiful human interaction. Take the intimacy out of it. That is a beautiful interaction. One is sharing their heart in the form of spoken word. One is sharing their heart in the form of painting or drawing. And the muse just happened to be the lady who he came with. You know, this is me on a whole rant. I'm on a whole rant, okay? But let's get into it, let's get into it. Alchemize your trauma. We are slaves to trauma. By means of psychoanalysis, identifying with our feelings and harnessing self-awareness, we labor to heal. We identify with our feelings but we seldomly feel them settle into our bodies. The average individual's mind is set on the notion that the purpose of healing is to reverse or otherwise erase the emotional, mental, and spiritual implications of trauma. I once was the average individual. As I continued journeying towards myself God I learned that healing is about learning to thrive in spite of your trauma I have since grown to believe and know for sure that healing is about thriving because of your trauma essentially you don't choose to become a better person despite the trauma that others might have not been good to you You choose to become a better person because of those experiences. You use your pain, hurt, discomfort, trauma to generate better experiences for yourself and for those you come in contact with. The way others perceive and experience you is totally and completely out of your control. But doing your part means you commit to showing up better our minds are fragile yet so powerful every single one of us possesses the power to rebrand trauma as an opportunity for transformation the power of your experience lie in perspective likewise the power of your trauma lies in alchemy God is the ultimate alchemist and we are an accurate image, depiction, or reflection of His creation. Affirm with me from this moment onwards, I will use every single moment of my experience to alchemize my trauma. Reciting that for you makes me continue to think deeply about how our society has normalized using our trauma and traumatic experiences to excuse our bad, disgusting, appalling behavior. For example, this is actually not an example, this is a reality. You know, in terms of femicide and gender-based violence, if you are in circles that, you know, um, encourage having this conversation, or besides your circle, be it on social media, on podcasts, wherever you see these conversations taking place, you realize that from a certain extent, men are excusing this behavior. I'm not talking about men as a collective, right? Even in that, one might wonder why one killer who just happened to be a man, right, is supposed to be accounted for by all the men in society, right? It's this whole men are trash notion, one man did one two three and you expect all the men in the world to account for that i get where that is going but that man is not the killer so you can't expect that man to verbally constitute for the killer's actions but as far as being a male you can identify with them from that perspective hence we seek answers from men they are men they understand what being a man is and they can't necessarily constitute for their actions, but they can help us gain perspective or, or get perspective, right? In that regard, when you speak to men, I'm not saying men as a collective, but I need you to 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 notice the tone from which they speak or the tone in which they speak rather. You know, it's always or, or sometimes the notion or rhetoric or the idea that I come from an abusive household. I saw my mother abusing my father. So that's what I learned. And it's like, why Why do we think like that? You know what I mean? Why? It's always, I saw my dad hit my mom. So that made me inclined to hit or abuse, be it verbally, emotionally, psychologically, financially, my wife or my girlfriend or my spouse, my partner. That's always the rhetoric. That's always the thought process. That's always the inclination. Never is it. I saw this happen to my mother. I saw this happen to my sister. I saw this happen to the mother or matriarchal figures in my life. Therefore, I vow to never, ever, 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 ever be that person. You I've personally never hear that. I always hear excuses about how, oh, I saw my father doing this. My uncle did this. I come from this in this background. You know, we make bad decisions because of our trauma. Why don't we make good decisions because of our trauma as well? Right. You saw the abuse. I'm using abuse. It's a it's a very deep example, but it's the only one that is a reality and it is only it is the only one that I can think about that we can all relate to because of the fact that it's a reality in our country. Right? You never hear and maybe that's why I'm making this episode because I'd really like us to to shift our perspectives and our mindsets. You know, I'd like for us to set our minds on the fact that you can make good decisions despite having other people make good decisions towards you or about you or concerning you. Do you understand what I mean? It's like this and this happened to me. I'm going to make sure that I do not inflict this on another person because I know how it feels for this to happen to me. Do you get what I mean? It's, the, it's, it's this whole idea of empathy and compassion. I feel like we are only able or we have programmed ourselves or maybe society has programmed us to only extend empathy and sympathy to people we are in close proximity with. That's the reason why we see the, the Kardashians or whatever celebrity and we troll on them on Instagram because we're like, oh, I'm not close to this person. They don't know who I am. I have no impact in their life. How can they possibly be hurt by this? And they've got money, Right. So I am an entity in their world. Therefore, I have no power to negatively impact them or or to just make them experience very bad and negative feelings. But that's not true, right? That's not true. As as, As much as you are not in close proximity to them, they are human beings. They experience the same feelings and emotions that you experience. In the same way, if you are extending positive energy towards a public figure, they feel it. You see them on their live videos or their YouTube videos. I'm specifically speaking about content creators. How they share with us that, oh my goodness, my life has been impacted by the the positive reception and by the good comments and people encouraging me and telling me that I inspire them, Right? So that should be proof enough that our empathy and, 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 and compassion that we express is felt by everyone across the world despite whether despite the, 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 the proximity of our relationship. Do you get what I mean? So I think it's important for us to learn to extend empathy towards people towards strangers towards each and every person that we come across and it shouldn't be a draining experience you know i'm not saying i'm not saying that you should immerse yourself in each and every negative experience that they, that they've had i'm just saying on a day to day basis extend empathy to the next person right only because you do not want to be the cause of someone else's pain despair confusion you do not want to be the cause of that I always ask myself you know as a as a Christian as a Christian I hear people always saying why why does God allow good things to happen to or why does God allow bad things to happen to good people why does God do this why did God create us if he knew that this is I hear people questioning God, God, God 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 but I never hear anybody taking accountability for themselves no one is saying why is humanity the way that it is? We're all blaming God because we heard that he's the creator, right? We are insinuating that God created the chaos that we find ourselves in. But I, for us to leave God out of the conversation, because God does not belong in the conversation, we need to eye, to eye heart to heart, soul to soul. It goes back to my to my um episode about accountability. We need to take accountability as human beings to make sure that We do not inflict pain on other people. If we can all do that, there will be no pain. Now, that can only happen in my imagination. There will never be a world that has no pain, has no sorrow, has no negative, has no devil, has no evil, has no bad, has no any word that has a negative connotation, right? But so much of us expose each other to these experiences because we don't understand that because of what we we've, ex- we've experienced ourselves, we can be better people. You know what I mean? Now let's take it back to primary school right? I was never bullied, but I think we can all relate to the reality of bullying, right? So if you interrogate a bully in primary school, you'd find that they themselves have also been bullied, right? it's the story of the bully and the bullied bully and the bullied right if you interrogate a bully you find that they themselves have been bullied so their bullying is them counteracting their experience of having been a bully having been bullied right? it's like they bullied me so i can't contain the anger that is within me so i use i i choose to to Transmute that experience and that anger into bullying someone else, you know what I mean, and I feel like we carry that notion with us as we grow older, right? we are like if this happened to me and I don't deserve it, surely I can expose everyone else to this experience or expose everyone else to these emotions that I'm feeling or these feelings that that reside within me, and I just think that's a very broken, dysfunctional way to think, you know what I mean you. I think that the Bible uses the word brethren and brethren means brother, right? So it has the connotation of the fact that we are all a family. We are all one. And I think, think about your family. You will try your best to protect. I have a little brother, right? I try my best or I, my little brother is very, very young and is not in life yet. But when he does get into life, and as I progress into this life thing, I am going to try my best to protect him from each and every negative experience that I have had, right? I can't protect him from a negative experience that I cannot identify with because I don't have the emotional power because of, because of the fact that I do not have a knowledge of that experience. But if I do, I will try my best to protect him from that because I do not want us to carry the same pain likewise i think that should be our responsibility towards each other on earth we should protect us each other from negative experiences despite you someone else having inflicted that pain through that experience on you you know so i think as adult our thinking should really elevate progress from from that programming you know hence i use the word alchemize your trauma take the bad experience and the trauma that you carry in your body and in your nervous system because of it and decide that because of this, I will not inflict this pain on anybody else. Think about it in the workplace. I'm not in the quote-unquote workplace, but think about it. It's like you have a boss. Your boss was extremely mean to you, right? I'll use mean for all the injustices that happen in the workplace or in the corporate world, right? Your boss was mean to you. Now you get promoted and you're the boss and you inflict the same pain on one of your employees. It's like, why? You were in that position, you hated being in that position. You you prayed and fasted and did each and every single thing you could think of to to to, to not make yourself experience these things, but you turn around and, and inflict that same pain and expose someone else to that experience. How does that make sense? All you're doing is creating a cycle of dysfunction. Now, it's not only within your family, it's within each and every person you are exposed to. Then it becomes this whole trail of this cycle of dysfunction and then the world becomes what it is today. When if we could all just take responsibility for our actions and from the the, the experiences we expose each other to, the world would be so much of a better place. You know, we wouldn't have quotes like life is just lifeing." You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that in the captain, save the world, be a hero, savior syndrome type of way. We can't save everybody. But I think that the natural process and nature of life is hard enough, right? So I don't think humanity should be making it harder. I really, really don't. I believe that we are all one. I believe that we are all family. God is love, right? God is love above all. I feel that each and every individual, despite our individual purposes, despite what God has planted in us. Right. With the with the with the idea of us being separate individuals. I think one thing that was planted in us is for us to love one another. Right. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love means you sacrifice for 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 the person. Love means that you protect them. Love means all of those things and I know those are very heavy deep words that feel burdensome but protection just simply means that you need to watch what you say, you need to watch how you treat people, you need to develop the emotional awareness to not make people's experiences worse than they need to be. You know what I mean? I really really think so. I really think that the power of our trauma lies in our, not even ability, but in our commitment to completely alchemize it, right? If we can take our trauma, take our negative experiences and just alchemize them, say, you know what, this was my experience and because God has created me to be my highest self, I will always think the highest thought, I will always do the highest or perform the highest action, I will always be the bigger person, as burdensome as it is, if we can all carry the burden, the burden will be light, trust me, if we can all commit to that, the world will be so much of a better place, and it's 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 not about being a better place in the sense that I want perfection, I want to see a perfect, humbless life, right, it doesn't mean I want it that way it just means that we are all connected and we were brought for we were brought onto earth and transmitted into the earth realm for things that are so much bigger than what our society has caused us to to, to focus on We have reached the end of our conversation I really, really hope that above all and above else, this has inspired you to alchemize your trauma. I really hope that this was some food for thought. I'll be back next week with another conversation and I wish you holistic health. Please don't forget to subscribe, follow on your respective platforms and share and rate the episode or the podcast. I wish you holistic health and have a great week.